What's up, everybody? Michael Johnson here with the Business Choreography Podcast, and I'm excited that you joined me today. We're in for a great one. We have another wonderful, amazing guest today. We have Bish Schmier. He is a seasoned entrepreneur, fintech professional, and is currently the founder and CEO of Vow. In 2014, Bish also founded Enigmatic Smile, a reward technology facilitator that has integrated over 40 financial service organizations globally, serving millions of end users and tens of thousands of connected merchants. Guys, we are so excited to have his wisdom and share his journey with you today. So let's cue the intro and we will jump right in. Listen, there's a lot to learn when growing and scaling your business. That's why we created the Business Choreography Podcast, where we talk about choreographing your marketing, operations, and sales into dynamic systems that increase your revenue and your impact. We'll explore solid business principles and discuss all things that make businesses dance to success with clarity. We'll help you figure out where the holes are in your business and what you can do to fix them. Think of us as your official business choreographers, aka your insider growth strategists. Remember, your choreography matters. Welcome to the Business Choreography Podcast. Bish, thank you so much for joining us on the show today. It is a pleasure to have you. Thanks very much. It's a pleasure to be here. What a great intro. Thank you. Appreciate that. <laughs> I loved it. It was very we, cool. Business Choreography. It's pretty cool. In fact, since you bring it up, I'm curious. After seeing that and, and just from your journey, what do you think business choreography means to you? Well, my, my daughter is um, in the process of becoming an ice skating queen. She's loving mm -hmm. it at the moment. Um, so she's like literally every day just standing in the living room, starting spinning around. Look at this, dad, 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 dad. doesn't end. Um, so it's putting all the pieces together, isn't it? Yeah. It's putting all the pieces together in the right way. And I know you, you used to be a chore choreographer. Or you still are a choreographer. Ballroom, that's right. Yeah. That's it. Yeah. So it's, it's kind of similar. Um, I mean, I can't imagine how much precision it takes to get something perfect and, and all the parts that go into that process. Um, and she just did an ice skating competition, her first ever. She's just 12. So she did her first ice skating competition. Um, and, uh, and, you know, the, the, the discussions before it from me and her mum were centered on the fact of should she be so focused on every single move that she makes that she forgets the whole thing is got to be fun and looking good and everything like that. Um, and it was an interesting discussion. So as that, as that thing came up, that's what I was thinking about. Nice. As it came up. <laughs> I love it. I love it. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's a big deal. And, and, you know, you say you can't imagine, uh, that type of precision and and doing that and you can see from your daughter and what she's doing and, and what we've done in dance it's very apparent but you have done it and you've created some incredible things uh, in your journey and on your journey and the businesses that you've been part of and created and I can't wait to hear more about that so I want to start to dig in by talking about your backstory and how you kind of winded through this crazy entrepreneurial journey and getting to where you're at, because the stuff you're doing is incredible. And I, I just can't imagine that it was like, Oh, I think I'll do that when you were a kid. Maybe it was, but let's, let's hear about it. How did you end up in this space? No, I think actually it's, it's sort of like her learning her dancing or learning her ice skating. Um, right. you've, you've just got to, Sometimes you just got to fall so many times until you've right. perfected it and you can, you've perfected what you're doing. And it's sort of somehow strangely 
gets lucky and that's how how everything starts working so it's a, obviously a bit of luck a lot of preparation a lot of repetition a lot of practice a lot of becoming what 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 some people say is an expert in certain things and then luckily you get a bit of a gray beard and people believe you, you know? <laughs> see how i said a bit of a gray beard yes <laughs> it all kind of comes together beautifully like i guess uh um you, you could only wish for at the at the end um so just by keeping going through a crazy um non-stop all kinds of disasters all the way through to where it ends up sort of working um so where i started um, we started um as uh, I, I was a traveling man and i traveled all across the world when i was like 19 oh jeez um, yeah, I did every state in America except South Dakota and Hawaii, mainly because Amtrak didn't go through them. Um, and uh, I did all of Europe and I did most of the Middle East. And um, somehow I ended up in London after a, a, a strange bunch of things and ended up arriving in this company, I guess, like a lot of other people did, where all these crazy people were jumping around and saying, you know, this is, this is the best business and it's amazing. Um, and we were actually doing sales, like selling stuff. Um, and what we were selling, we were selling vouchers for things like Pizza Hut and Subway sandwiches. And like, you must have people that come around yeah. the houses or, and they sell these voucher things. Um, and I'd never seen anything like it. I'd never understood anything like it. But for me, I thought it was absolutely hilarious. The, the most hilarious. <laughs> Is this a real thing? You know, I just thought it was unbelievable. Uh, I came from a small island so that, you know, we'd, we'd done everything from shearing the sheep and stuff like that and the next thing you know running around with people in suits <laughs> selling vouchers it was just crazy um but uh that taught me sales and i have to say sure. that's important right if you can't sell something you're pretty screwed right from the beginning <laughs> so it taught me how to sell and um and i think without that skill i would have been uh, you know i wouldn't i wouldn't have been able to get where where we've got today um, because that's probably the most important thing we, we, we learned from that experience. Right. Right. No, I mean, it makes a ton of sense. So how did, how did this voucher thing turn into what you're doing? Like, how did that connect? Well, yeah, I mean, I, I, basically imagine it's cold and rainy and horrible and blah, 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 blah. And you're selling little vouchers on the streets. Um, <laughs> <laughs> like you, you, you can't make it up but basically what these things were was these they're like a two for one voucher for sure. two for one going so you got one of these vouchers and we would walk into somewhere like pizza hut and we'd say hey let's do a promotion for you and they would say okay we'd get a bit of paper and we'd print on it all pizza hut's logos and everything um, and I used to sit on photoshop making them so I'd, <laughs> I'd sit on photoshop and I'd make up this bit of paper um, with and I'd put twenty pounds in the corner of it of this bit of paper, um, and I'd make it look really nice, and then I'd take it to a printer and I'd pay them a hundred pounds, and they'd print me out these vouchers, just like that, printed out of nothing. And then we'd go out and I would sell these things for twenty pounds and keep the money. So I could easily do ten or fifteen of these things in a day and make three hundred pounds or whatever that is, four hundred dollars or something like that in a day. And I thought this was great. Um, and, uh, and what it, and what obviously happened then is you wouldn't, I wouldn't be the one who was selling all the time. We'd hire and train people to go out and sell. And our model was they'd keep 10 and we'd keep 10 out of the 20. 
and we'd keep bringing in more products by, by doing these deals with more and more brands and they would sell and they'd make money and we'd make money and everything was great. So the brand got a whole bundle of customers who had bought into using them for a period of time because they got two for one. The customer got a good deal that they were happy with and the customer kind of didn't end up going to a competitor because they'd bought this thing, uh, which, which because they bought it, they're obviously going to keep going to use their value for this. Right. For this item. So it kind of was a, a win, 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 win in every, in every single direction. Um, and so from there, as time evolved, it was a, it was a very unique and interesting perspective where we learned that we could print money. Oh yeah. Yeah. Um, so we learned we could literally create money out of thin air and print it. Yeah. And that that process is is the kind of cornerstone of where we got to at this point here. We learned that we didn't we didn't need to be the ones who printed the money. We could kind of create that ability for lots of lots of different businesses all around the world. So that's kind of like where that process began almost and where it evolved to is a whole bundle of reiterations and clarifications until we realized that we didn't actually need any vouchers. The whole idea was of vouchers was printing out vouchers physically wasn't necessary anymore. Right. And what we did was we realized we could tie it to people's bank cards. So if you've got a Visa card or a MasterCard, we could just tie the offer to your Visa card and MasterCard and thereby we didn't actually even need to do anything. We could find a way to onboard millions of customers to receiving these offers and brands. And that led to questions of how you could remunerate yourself in that process. And obviously a whole bunch of experiences in between where you're learning to deal with banks, you're leading to learning to deal with payments industries and loyalty and a bunch of ups and downs along the way that led us to where we are currently doing okay. I love it, but it's such a, a cool way for for that to be born. I remember when I was a kid going around selling those things. Like Did that. you really? Can I get out of here? No doubt. And really? I mean, it would be the thing. It would be like, okay, uh, we are our coach or something from a – you know, our basketball team would be like, okay, we got these and we can make some money on them for the team. So everybody go sell these to your neighbors. And, and so we would use them like fundraisers almost. That's and what uh, meant to be. Yeah. it was crazy. But like you said that, and I was like, oh yeah, I totally did that when I was a kid. Like it, so many it, people did, you know, it was like just something yeah. we all did. Um, but it, the, the, the arts of it, you know, evolved. I mean, right. Within a lot of those companies, you, you you had to you had to really learn how to sell because you know of you had to sell something. So you learned a lot along that process um, about your own attitude and your own ability to hold <laughs> yourself straight in, in, the, in sure. the face <laughs> in the face of a day when you didn't make money. You know that was horrible, um, and and pick yourself back up again. And you did you did realize that life is just ups and downs and disasters and everything. And actually. Just like the, the ice skating at the beginning, if you can't maintain this positive picture of things, even when things go wrong and you fall occasionally and twist your ankle or whatever, it's not going to work, right? You've got right. to pull it off. You've got to somehow pull it off and hold it together. And the only person who can in some situations is you as the person right. who's going through it. So generally what happens is people either they, they, they make it 
because they've got some sort of fierce determination or they give up. Right. <laughs> and, uh, and, and, and someone once told me you haven't, what was the expression they said? You don't, you never, if you, if you haven't, sorry, what was it again? Um, you cannot fail if you, if you don't give up or right. if you haven't given up yet, you haven't failed sort of thing. Right. Right. So, so basically that's how, that's how I, I was too stupid. I think in the back of my head and I thought that makes perfect sense to me. If I don't give up, I haven't failed and I don't want to fail and I refuse to fail. So you know what? I'm never going to give up. Right. right. <laughs> and so we just carried on in that direction just out of stupidity, I think. Um, and, uh, and it kind of, it kind of ended up working on a big way as well. It worked, it, it's worked, it's worked pretty good. Um, yeah. so yeah, that's, that, that's what I would say is the, the general all round story. Um, and what it means for businesses now these days is so multifaceted because, you know, there, there's all kinds of statistics going on about how much of the online sales world, let's say Amazon is taking or Timu's taking or, you know, businesses are, are just, I mean, I've got businesses that are retailers as well. And out of those retailers, they find it hard to, co to communicate or to compete with online sales now just basically on price they just can't compete so right. their their customers are their best friends and everything but then when they actually have to buy something they're kind of like sneaking <laughs> off and buying it online because they, 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 they just have to nobody's got enough money right um, so for for normal businesses how can you fix them because especially if with this uh, what I just said it to you before the before the show there this new uh, virus that's going to hit us and wipe out everybody all over again and right. um, so so I mean, you can't make this stuff up, except you can. Um, so basically, all of this stuff that's going on and, and, and crazy madness that's happening is obviously going to affect small businesses. It, and it, it's obviously going to affect them. And what next? I mean, how, how can we actually, as business owners, survive what's coming when you know, there are these issues that are affecting the world? How, how are we going to get through them? And strangely enough, discount vouchers is the answer. Um, now, that sounds a bit out there right you need to tie through tie together a few strings to get to that point right discount vouchers have something about them that nothing else has and it's a very unique thing businesses can create them out of nothing right right so if you're a business owner you're in a restaurant you're in a bar you own a, a big sas company you, you own anything right any business selling anything you've got the ability to just print money Right. If it can be captured and put into a useful um, and understandable thing, right. entity, you can actually create value. And so we discovered this ability from way back at the beginning when we we're literally printing up money. I mean, I challenge anyone on this call to know how to make. I mean, like if you take everything away from me right now, as long as I've got my health and my attitude within eight weeks, I can be making 20, 30, 40,000 a week just by getting some vouchers out there. It's that, it's, it's that simple. Wow. And we are creating money out of nothing in that example. <clears throat> so, so how do you do it? Well, let's, let's pick, pick Pizza Hut as an example. If sure. Pizza Hut creates a discount voucher for $10 off and they give it to you, how do you feel about receiving that $10 off discount voucher for, for Pizza Hut? Feeling like, like having some pizza. Yeah, exactly. Just stick it in your pocket. Next time you go back, you can use the... The ten dollars exactly. Um, does it cost Pizza Hut anything to give you a ten dollar voucher? Not a thing. Not a thing. 
What happens if it prints that $10 voucher in a million newspapers? Does it cost it $10 million? No. no. Okay. So th this ability of a retailer to create value, what is that $10 backed by? Is it backed by dollars? No, not at all. Is it backed by, could, could you categorize it as a security then or e-money or a point or you can't categorize it as any of these things because it's none of those things. Right. It's, it's just a, a, like the ability to come back to the retailer and use it against their products and services is almost an honor type thing, a promise that this right. thing is out there, which right. is why we're called vow. Yeah. So that's the, why the word vow is there. Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah, so that makes sense. So the, idea, so the idea is, imagine Pizza Hut can create these vouchers and Domino's can and Starbucks can and some other business can and Walmart can and everything can. If you could take all those vouchers and tokenize them, so you could take all the vouchers, imagine they're all $1 off vouchers and tokenize them into digital units. Sure. So when I come and shop at Pizza Hut now and spend $100, Pizza Hut would give me 10 digital dollars off, let's call them. But it looks like dollars, but it's actually discount dollars on my, on my phone, on my app. Yeah? Right. And I can just go back to Pizza Hut and hand back in those 10 digital dollars to get $10 off my next bill. Right. But if Pizza Hut, on the second sale where I came to spend $100, yeah, I only gave them $90 plus 10 of their own vouchers back. If Pizza Hut can now take those 10 digital dollars and go and use them in another business as $10 off, then Pizza Hut hasn't suffered a loss. Right. As long as it can spend it in its supply chain, those 10, those $10. Right. Or it can give them back out to customers again. Or it can give them to its staff again. Right. So if you, if you put 100 businesses in your city with this ability to print value and circulate it locally, all that value doesn't go up to the banks, doesn't leave your city, it stays in your city, it circulates, and in, virt in virtue of its circulation and, and velocity, it starts impacting the people in that city. Because right. just like your, uh, your, your uh, baseball coach or basketball coach, I can't remember which one it was, baseball, yeah? Um, just like he used it to fundraise and do good in the community, the same can be done in a much more um, emphasized way, in a much much more uh, aggressive way, let's say it, when all of them start creating this value. Because it turns out that $7 trillion this year will be, will be used in the form of discount vouchers and coupons and everything like this across the whole world in just the retail sector. Seven wow. trillion dollars. Wow. And that, that is enough. I mean, even one percent of that is enough to keep the retailers alive when issues like COVID or or or, or all of these different things are happening. It it keeps them alive because there's actually more value in supply. And you say, why? Well, if I ask you, where are you going to spend your money this month? Your disposable income, where do you spend it? Well, the place where I'm gonna get the most bang for my buck. But in general, where, where do you actually spend your money? Like if you if you have two thousand dollars this month to spend, where 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 are you going to spend your two thousand dollars? You know, in coffee shops and right. movie theaters, whatever you have to spend it in, right? Right. So these guys, if all the consumers are spending that money anyway, 
So if you've got a new form of money or a new form of value you can spend locally, you're happy, the businesses are happy, and everybody ends up being happy. But you've got to make the mental leap in order to understand it in just how powerful it becomes when these digital discount vouchers become actual circulating currency. It's not that they are still discount vouchers in a way. They actually give extra value to consumers who are in the area and it builds up. So that's kind of like what we're doing. And we've built all of the infrastructure around it, all of the partnerships around it, all the financial companies around it, all, all of the different levels around it in many countries of the world now where where it's working, you know? And now it's a question right. of how fast can we go? How big can we go um, sure. across uh, across the world? Wow. Well, that is no small empire you're creating. Well, it's, 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 not, it's not the idea of an empire. It's the idea of trying to actually do something to save this, uh, to, to save this world before the boop hits the fan, <laughs> which is coming. It's coming hard man it's coming right. hard right know? so that's it it's just that's the desire the, the desire to accumulate money has no value to me if we can just print it right right yeah. and there's lots of ways to print it well any business can print it now right so that's the that's that's the that's the idea so as as hair-brained and as crazy as that sounds that the reality is that it works so how, how it comes together is like, let's say with your podcast, you've got all these listeners and all of these people involved in your podcast. And I say to you, hey, do you want to incentivize your users or incentivize your listeners or your any business that wants to incentivize their listeners? And you say, yes, that sounds good. Why not? And, and so we go, here's an app for you. And we give it all to you in your business choreography brand. And then sure. you just give it out to your listeners. And then okay. your listeners download an app link their Visa card, their MasterCard, their any kind of card from wherever they are. And um, they start shopping all over the place in different businesses. We bring all the businesses and content to, to, the, to the app. Um, and they start earning money in their app or earning these vouchers in their app. And they're able to basically use those vouchers again in other businesses. Um, and so we provide the facilities or Enigmatic Smile provides the facilities to any large organization which has maybe 100,000, 300,000 customers to have a reward program for their customers. Their customers pay nothing, the businesses pay nothing, and neither do the, um, neither do the organizations which host a reward program um, because actually the money comes from the invented money in the middle. <laughs> which is tell you about it that's the hardest business model to explain in history <laughs> this is gonna work but we're making it all up <laughs> exactly that's exactly right <laughs> i love it well i think people forget that our concept of money in the first place was all made up in any way it's totally made up as, yeah. as we said your government printed four trillion of it a few weeks that's ago so That's... if they can do it, if they can do it, I said I said it on another podcast the other day because people, people I, literally, I've crossed the line, right? I have crossed the line. <laughs> so the point is, why would you or any business still pay taxes? Why would you pay taxes? Because you can print up for a trillion of it. So so, <laughs> what what's going on? Why would you pay? Somebody else can print up four trillion dollars 
and spend it on, I don't know, what 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 do you think we'll spend it on this month, Ukraine? <laughs> you spend on, spend, what do you want to spend it on? Well, why why do you need to take taxes off of me? Why? Um, and so this 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 uh, paradox or this crazy situation that's going on now is going to become a bigger and bigger issue. As governments right. print more money, um, people are going to wake up to the fact that they've been hoodwinked on such a, <laughs> on such a fundamental crazy level. Right. That, um, <laughs> it's going to hurt people, you know? Right. There's, there's people starving in America. I, I, I don't know. I don't know. Maybe it's not true. Maybe the news isn't right. I, don't, I know you don't really look at it. It's but I look at California and San Francisco, and people are on the streets totally ruined while they're printing four trillion dollars where where's the money going what's happening right right so, so it's a it's a it's an odd thing you know it's an odd thing but it's worth thinking how can you reconstitute things in a legal way in a legal way that is ethical moral it's not e-money it's not prepaid money it's none of the above. It doesn't contravene any rules, just like Pizza Hut does all the time, creating discount vouchers. How could you do, use this facility to actually bring economic prosperity to localized areas, nationalized areas, and so forth? How could this be done? And that's a, a fundamentally, um, a, the fundamental moral compass, I think, that we're trying to, trying to adjust. Um, the more you talk about it, the more, um, what's the word? The more it makes sense, right. but when you when you first start talking about it, the more strange it sounds. <laughs> then it right. actually, oh, holy crap, that's true. I can I can print money, says Mister Restaurant. I can. It's true, <laughs> and and you know the interesting thing, like you said, is the transition of the mentality of it is a lot closer at hand than one might think. I mean, in today's marketing world, it is fairly typical that uh, that you're trained and taught to have a front end offer, a lead magnet, if you will, and something that can draw your customers in and that you can show and give great value. And that lead magnet might be something, an old course that you had, something where somebody had paid you for something that you did, your insight, your your knowledge, and you're exchanging that for their contact information and they're getting a really great value. I mean, I'm, I'm the, I'm the poster child of buying people's lead magnets. I do it all the time. If there's a book and it's a, a book to that they'll ship to me for free or that they'll ship to me if I pay the shipping cost, but I get the book for free. Oh my gosh, I'm buying. There's no doubt about it because there is no doubt to me that there is probably years worth of value in those and all of these great, uh, products that are front-end products, businesses already know how to do this, but they haven't thought about it in the way that you're talking about it. And I love, love that approach. I, I feel like they're right there. Businesses are right there. And all they have to do is just make that, that one correlation, that connection. And all of a sudden they're looking at it. And instead of just thinking, oh, well, I can do a you know, a course of mine. I used to teach this course and sold it for $2,000 instead of necessarily giving it away for free. They can print the money from it if it's like you're talking about. So that's pretty cool. I mean, if there's, if they've got value that right? isn't being capitalized on because maybe they, 
you know, they're, they're, they're not doing it right or they're still learning how to do certain aspects of their marketing funnel. This is another way of monetizing that knowledge if you want to put it into that context. Yeah. Um, because if something is worth 2000 and you can discount it by 500 there's 500 created units. Just, just get somebody to buy it, give them 50% of their money back in this unit, yeah, in this unit, and then they can just go and use it in the next business, which accepts it because it's got a balance to that it issued to somebody else. So it has to accept it back. And then that business can go and spend it again on, 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 the, on your lead magnets or whatever they want to do. The, the, the whole thing is a, is a, is a, um, is a, cyclical and circular economy. But as you said, all the guys and women and people in businesses that have something of value, if, if, if nobody's coming to buy that, which, which is happening more and more because people don't have the money to buy it, right? The actual normal people don't, purposefully don't have the money to buy it. You know, I don't know about you, but my mortgage is going up. All the, every day, I, I'm like, what is going on here? The mortgage goes up. The electricity is more than it's ever been. So I don't know if, how it works on your side, but it's actually getting unaffordable to do other things or buy other things or buy other stuff. So if I am incentivized to buy other stuff, buy a good cashback rate that doesn't cost that business anything, it's just right. introducing the cashback to me and vowing to accept it back in future, it sort of creates something... Um, that benefits me because I've got more ability to spend, but also it benefits you as the business owner because you get more sales of stuff. Yeah. You're not going to discount by a hundred percent yet. Okay. So um, yeah, I mean like uh, it's, it's, it's absolutely the case. Wow. What a cool direction and model. Uh, I'm sure you have, opened up the eyes of our listeners. I know you have with me and I am stoked about the direction and path that you've created. I mean, what a cool, cool space to be in. How in the world can our listeners get in touch with you and how can they learn more about it directly from well, what you're doing? How do they get in touch? Well, it is, um, there's a website, Enigmatic Smile, like the Mona Lisa, so you can figure out what we're up to. Enigmatic Smile. Oh, look at that. That's good. So that's the launch your app one at the bottom. Or cool. you, could, you could just go to enigmaticsmile.com to find out a bit, little bit more about us. And then that is the rewards technology stuff. Um, but there's another website called vow.foundation where you can find all about what we're doing in terms of the actual discount voucher currency that flows through all of this stuff. Um, I see. Which is what I'm mainly talking about, I guess. Cool. I guess. cool. I love that. I hope you all out there listening, go and check it out. Give us an idea of when the right time. I mean, we have a lot of different businesses listening. You know, how can how can they know, hey, this is the right time for them to go and look at this stuff and, and try to get it implemented in their business? Hey, listen, um, you know, there's a lot, it, 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 presumably you've got people listening from all different um, points in the business cycle. Yeah. So that's what you're, you're asking. You know, at what yeah. point is the right time for somebody to get involved? Well, if someone has got a hundred thousand plus customers buying from them regularly and they want to up their sales by, let's say 20% or retain that customer base, that kind of business is, is very easily going to tie into what we do in terms of enigmatic smile. 
we give you like hundreds and hundreds of brands where your customers can receive rewards right. and, and uh, you can incentivize customers. It's, it's very comprehensive. From the littler guy or little restaurant, bar, something like this that's getting started or shop, um, you know, look at what we're doing and become a merchant on it. Just put yourself on the platform. It doesn't cost you anything and you can participate in it. And then you appear, your business appears for free on the bigger business that I just said is customer base. So everybody's kind of synergistically linked. Um, so I don't think there's any right time or long time to look at, uh, wrong time to look at what we're doing. And for everybody else who maybe isn't a business owner and thinking about getting started or, or looking into things, look at Vow and just think, you know, if you're sitting there going, uh, what, what am I doing with, with this life? What, what, what's the point in everything? I, I, am I, maybe, maybe a business hasn't gone so well or whatever, and you're just sitting there thinking, what am I going to do? Is there anything I can do to make a difference? Have a look at what's happening with Vow Foundation and see if it's something you could bring to your area or your town and start promoting it. There's all, all, all kinds of synergies that are tied up there. So per, perhaps everyone, I'm not going to alienate anyone here. Why would, why well, would I? That's awesome. I'm, well, I'm thank you so much. If you fancy it. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. I love it. Well, thank you so much uh, for joining us today. I mean, it has been an absolute pleasure to hear your journey and, and hear your wisdom of, of the path that you've been on and such a cool, uh, cool, innovative a piece of choreography you've created there. It is incredible to see what you've built and what you've done. And everybody go check it out. Go check out Vow and go check out Enigmatic Smile and uh, see what they can do to help your business. Because, I mean, for goodness sakes, you had if you didn't hear it, go back and listen to the episode again. Guys, thank you so much thanks for joining us on the episode. Thank you for positivity. <laughs> thanks very much. And, uh, yeah, I, I want to get up and do a wee dance now. So. Yeah, oh, yeah. <laughs> uh, your daughter will probably not like that too much, but it's okay. <laughs> All right, guys, until next time, keep working on your choreography and your business, and uh, we'll see you on the next episode. Take care. Thanks for joining us today. Want more business choreography? Check out our website at bizchoreo.com to find out more. And find out how the choreography for your marketing operations and sales can raise your revenue and create more impact. Remember, every business needs choreography.